Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. Welcome to the Macca's Run with Sam Hargraves for Macca's, Juicy Angus Beef and the Law. Dine in and try the Aussie Angus at Macca's today. Good evening. Welcome to the Macca's Run. Jordan Canellis with you here this Monday night on SEN. Good to be in your company. You can send us a text at 0433981116 on the Temper text machine or give us a call at any time as well. one 736 A short and sharp show tonight because we have live sport coming up on SEN in about an hour and a half from now. Uh, so we're on the Macca's run tonight for about half an hour, so keeping it punchy. So get your texts in, and we'll try and smash through as many as we can. At 6.30 in half an hour from now, uh, Brett Phillips is hosting the first serve. He's uh, over in the States at the moment, attending Indian Wells. It's good to have the Indian Wells and the uh, Miami Masters uh, competitions back on in their normal time slot in the uh, in the calendar of tennis. Um, unlike last season when it all got shuffled around. And then after the first serve at 7.30 Eastern Time, we have the final match of the Amy Community Series, the uh, Gold Coast Suns against the Geelong Cats, and that will be uh, led by Dwayne Russell on comms. So we've got a, a big night ahead of sport for a Monday night. On top of all that, not that at the moment anything is happening, but we do have the Australia v Pakistan first test from Raul Pindi uh, available to you on the SEN app, but... Uh, it is currently delayed by rain. They've just taken the uh, the lunch break now, but they didn't play in the first session because of overnight rain and continued bad weather through the start of uh, day number four over in Pakistan. So uh, when that does get back underway, you uh, you have the uh, option to flick over and listen to Pakistan hosting Australia in the first time Australia's been able to play in Pakistan since the late 1990s. So plenty on the way today. We will recap what's been happening over uh, in Rawalpindi from the first test uh, a little later on in the show and go through the scorecard, some of the highlights, what's been happening, who's been playing well, etc. And uh, also what has been uh, making news and your say on the news of the day uh, as well. 0433981116 on the different headlines from around the sporting world. Uh, everyone's been, um, uh, uh, I guess, reminiscing on the life and also mourning the loss of Shane Warne uh, over the last couple of days, his passing on the weekend um, is uh, well, is a tragedy. Any death is a tragedy, but particularly for someone who was who felt so close to us because he was so relatable. We didn't know Shane Warne personally, but we knew him generally. He was a, a quintessential Aussie bloke, you know, the blonde hair, zinc cream under the sun, playing the national sport, having a beer, punching a dart, eating a meat pie. Swinging a, uh, swinging a golf club on the weekend, cracking jokes, pranking mates. He was that. That's kind of the imagery of what you get from the quintessential Aussie. Does that does that image still exist nowadays? Shane Warne still held it, and he carried that through to to the final day. Just like us, we would probably say about Shane Warne. He was just like us. 
that phrase, that's what we like to tell ourselves sometimes when we see some kind of unreachable Hollywood celebrity caught by the paparazzi running an errand or executing some mundane daily chore. Look, they're just like us. But but Shane Warne, just like us, that really rang true with Warney. For the most part, there was, you know, his his uh, skill and his talent meant that he was able to access privileges and wealth that, that most of us couldn't. But even with that, he still remained just like us. Yet he was revered because of... Well, because he was one of us who had become so good at what he did that the world took notice. He was the he was the bloke in our inner circle of Victorians, the group of us, the group of us Victorians who was chosen by, I don't know, the gods or the universe or whatever, whoever chose him. Destiny had it that Shane Warne would be the one to step forward and represent us. Warney was Victoria. He was a guy from Melbourne, from the suburbs, put forward to the world and tasked with dazzling spectators repeatedly and creating history constantly. I think Shane Warne is the most famous Victorian sports person the world has ever seen. The death of such a recognisable and relatable icon evokes many sharp and severe emotions for lots of different reasons, and wherever your mind wandered when you heard the news was a natural reaction, whatever that was. Wherever your mind wandered, it was natural. And I invite you to share how you feel or felt at any point tonight, within good taste, of course, and keeping in mind that our show is is truncated tonight because of the footy coming up later on. Among the immediate emotions of sort of broad shock and sorrow around the community, the feeling of disbelief as well, especially in regards to his age, was quickly realised. It makes you think about the fragility of life, which can be a grim topic, so we won't go too deep on that. But more positively, the creation of a legacy and the attitude of just doing stuff and having fun in life in the time that we have. The rigmarole of day-to-day life can make it easy to slip into the monochrome goggles and view the world in grey when you just feel like you're on repeat day after day. But might it take the death of a legend who embodied the simple beauty of how light and fun life can be to help enrich our lives? Warren enriched our lives in so many ways. His life was tragically cut short, but he fits so much into it. Warren had fun, he did the things he enjoyed, he chased his interests and hobbies, and he did it with the people he loved. He was a big family man and loved his kids and loved his friends. No one is perfect and Shane Warne had his flaws, but as we all do. But if we can take away the positives from Warne's life and apply them to our own going forward, he can yet enrich our lives forevermore. You know, he wasn't involved in any barroom incident. You know, he was very polite to the common man and he had people swarming him. And you can imagine the drunks and all that. But those lovely texts that you've had, you've got him. In three or four texts, he, he loved the common man. I remember once standing beside him and he had these like 70 messages, you know, to ring radio stations and everyone. And he jotted down one and it was a radio station out in Longreach. And um, he thought, just for the heck of it, he thought, I'm going to ring up some of these country stations and say, oh, hi, it's Shane Warren here. I've got your message. Would you like to come on? And like, the guy's nearly passed out, you know. And uh, how he got his number, I'll never know. And, and Warney would occasionally go on a, you know, bush radio station out yep. west and j- just for the sheer hell of it, you know, because he loved the not just the stars, and we get it, the glitterati, but right at the other end. There was two of him, wasn't there? Crash Craddock today with uh, Jared Waitley, and I urge you to go and listen to both uh, the segment that Crash did or the, the double segment that Crash did. It was about half an hour with Jared earlier today there his regular spot on uh, on a monday and also gideon haig was with jared waitley as well for the first hour of uh, of jared's program so if you haven't heard that today 
and maybe just jumping in the car and catching up with everything that's been happening. Uh, that was arguably one of the many, but probably my highlight of the day today on 1116 SEN was Gideon Haig's hour with with uh, with Jared Whateley. 0433981116 if you'd like to send a text or 1300 736 736 to give us a call. Jordan Canellis with you tonight filling in on the Macca's run. And, uh, well, Trout from Woodends. Uh, no, more, no more famous caller on SEN than Trout has joined us. Hello, Trout. How are you doing? I'm not bad yourself, Jordan, and all the listeners out there. Look, I think it's incredible that, you know, a, t- a long period after Shane's gone, just recently, but people are still talking about because they just want to talk about the bloke and uh, the little interactions they had. Now, going back in the early 90s, um, probably, I can't remember the exact year, but it was, it was the Australian cricket team was playing a test at Hobart. We were, I was at Hobart Casino with uh, a concert weekend away, and I'm on the roulette table, and I'm betting on 19 all night. I put one chip on. I'm not a big gambler, or I, we just were doing it for fun. Yep. Anyway, I ran out of chips, and I said to this guy who came and stood next to me, I said, hey, mate, put your money on 19. I said, I've been betting on it all night. And he goes, well, why don't you bet? I said, well, I'm out of money. So he piled up piles of chips all around 19, right? And I swear on the Richmond Football Club, 19 come out, the room erupted. I was in shock because I had no idea. Anyhow, it was Shane Warne next to me and all the Australian cricketers went off. They were laughing at him and going off. And I just walked off because I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> About 15 years later, I met him at the airport and I said, how are you going, Shane? I said, I'm sorry to bother you. You mightn't remember me, but I was in Hobart Casino, bet on 19. He goes, oh, my God, was that you? He goes, I copped so much crap off the players for years <laughs> after that. That's brilliant. And you didn't, you had no idea that that was Shane Warne who had sold it up next to you? No, I had no idea. And I didn't, I don't think they had uniforms on in the casino. Um, <laughs> you know, back in those days, I would have said, if you're going out, don't wear your uniform. But I had no idea. Look, I had a few to drink, so I wasn't in the best state of recognising um, my best mate at the time. So <laughs> yeah, sure. it was, it was, it, my mate still laughs about it today. And he told, we were talking about it just um, today. You know, it was just a funny story, a true story. And when I spoke to him about it a number of years later, he was so nice, like just really nice. And he laughed about it. And he just said that the boys gave him rubbish for years. Every time they went to casinos and things like that, they say, bet on 19, Warney. <laughs> do you have a favourite uh, favorite cricketing memory from on the field with Shane Warne? Oh, uh, look, the highlights of the ball of the century... You sit there after all the time that it's happened and you look at you go, how did that move? Mm. Like, it was just, just, you know, just incredible. Like, I play cricket, I bowl. I'd be lucky if I move it two inches. I don't know how the bowlers, spin bowlers and all that do it, but it's a bit of a, it's an art form. Yeah, yeah. No, great call, Trout. Thank you very much. No worries. Trout from Woodends uh, with us on the Macca's run. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Great sentiments. I think a lot of people who Shane Warne is he's he's at that le- he he he's at that level of fame that any slight interaction, even if you just spot him from across the street or you see him at maybe back in the day you saw him at a club or a casino like Trout did, you would have. It's one of those memories that just stays in your mind, regardless of how how fleeting or how vivid that memory or that moment was. He's just he's that kind of level that. 
as I said, he, he's just like us because he, he lived his life just like us. But unlike us, he was so so famous because of how good he was on the sporting field. And he's one of those guys you just never forget. You never forget the moments where you were or what happened in the aftermath or what you felt at the time, whether it was something that happened in your own personal life where he was involved, you know, as I said, interaction in public or whether it was something that you watched on TV uh, with what he did with the ball. I'm a little younger, so I only caught the back end of Shane Warne's career, but still he's, you, you knew, like even as a kid, I'm speaking more to, to, I guess, the people in my, my generation, but I, I think even maybe new cricket fans or just any cricket fan could resonate with this. Even as a kid, you just knew exactly like like that, how famous he was and how good he was. I might have only watched the last three years of Shane Warne's career from, I mean, I've seen lots of highlights since then, but as far as in his active career goes, and even still, you, you, he had that aura, he had that gravitas, and people spoke about him with such such tones that you you knew that this guy was on another plane, was on a completely different plane. Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. 98 Wazza from Sunbury says, I had and still have a feeling of disbelief. It's Warney. Warney can't die. He is immortal. And that is the thing, is Shane Warne has, has built up a legacy for himself, is that his, his legacy will be, will be immortal. So... He may have passed, but there is there are so many things, moments, uh, highlights from his career that will that will last a hundred years. I mean, we still talk about Don Bradman as if he's you know he only retired a couple of years ago. The way that the way that you know his statistics stand above the rest, Shane Warne will be uh, will be you know similarly spoken about as well. You can continue to send through your thoughts uh, on the temper text, a mattress like no other. We will take a quick break. We'll come back on the other side of this and uh, we'll continue to talk about Shane Warne, but also the highlights from the sporting world uh, from the rest of the uh, the rest of the, the spectrum of sport. Cricket, both in uh, in live cricket, which is, well, live but not live. It's meant to be, but they're in the, rain del- or in the lunch break, I beg your pardon, after a rain delay from the first session. And a look ahead to the Amy Community Series final match of the weekend. Tonight, the Gold Coast Suns and the Geelong Cats. You'll hear that on SEN in just over an hour from now. The Maccas run continues next here on SEN. Kawaja on 97. Reverse sweeping. Shout for leg before. It's taken it. Short leg. Turned down for both dismissals by Alim Dar. They were initially going up for leg before. Then they were going up for the catch at Silly Point. And Barbara Azam says we better have a look at both of them. And the decision from Alim Dar is going to be overturned by the third umpire, Asif Yakub, and it is. Up goes the finger. That was Usman Khawaja's wickets yesterday, day three of the first test of this Australia v Pakistan uh, uh, test series uh, from uh, the uh, from the Royal Pindi Stadium. Adam Collins, the caller, ninety-seven. Usman Khawaja was dismissed for three runs. Agonisingly short of his uh, of another Test century after racking up a uh, a good chunk of them at the back end of the Ashes a couple of months ago, but the first time that Usman Khawaja has been able to play a Test match in his country of birth, Pakistan born, now playing for his uh, his now country Australia, uh, but back in Pakistan for the first time since well I can only imagine it was unless he's probably been there recently I would I would suggest um, if he was sort of able to to dodge the uh, the security risks but I'm sure he's been back there since he was well since he left to come to Australia but certainly playing cricket anyway for the first time in the whites of the uh, of the Australian test team in Pakistan three runs shy I'm sure he would have been pretty uh, devastated that he didn't get the century but uh, look 97 is still an amazing innings and still put Australia 
um, in position to be competitive in this test match. It's a, it's a batsman's paradise out there. The uh, the strategy of how many spin bowlers do you take, how many fast bowlers do you take, um, what's the mix? Australia only using one spinner in the team with Nathan Lyon, but um, spin hasn't really been... I mean, it's actually... It, it troubled a little bit, but it hasn't been... Uh, it's not been a wicket-taking wicket, really. Um, both spin bowlers from Pakistan have taken each of Pakistan's wickets, but the score is two for 271, so you can't really say the spinners, even though they've taken the winnets, the wickets haven't had uh, the the runnings all their own way. So Pakistan were four declared for 476, and Australia currently trailed by 205 runs, two for 271. Uh, the not-out batsman, Minus Labashane, on 69 off 117, and Stephen Smith was 24 off 55, and they will resume when this match gets back underway, uh, whenever that may be. They're in the uh, took the lunch break, but it's still being delayed because of the uh, because of the conditions over in Ralpindi. So the first Test match uh, currently at lunch and uh, in a slight delay at the moment. Uh, in the footy tonight, we've got Geelong uh, against the Gold Coast Suns. So we have a bunch of players to look out for for the. Cats, a couple of names to look out for. One of them, probably the two most curious ones, will be Tyson Stengel in the forward line. Um, I imagine he'll play a lot of footy this year for the Cats. They've clearly made the play for him. They've got Eddie Betts now as a part-time coach there to help mentor Tyson Stengel. This isn't really a question of will he be in the team. I think he'll be in the team. This is just a matter of uh, let's watch and see how he gels and how well he is able to, to sort of galvanize in the team. Uh, at Geelong. Sam DeConing, though, is probably a curious one for the defence. Uh, so he'll be a big focus down back, playing as a tall defender. Um, can he help sort of, you know, fill a void back there, which has uh, been vacated now by Harry Taylor and then Lockie Henderson in consecutive seasons the last two years? Uh, while the Gold Coast Suns will be trialling Levi Casbolt and Mabior Chole as possible Ben King replacements in the forward department from the year for the year ahead. Ben King out for the season with an injury. Uh, Jack Lukosius also set to play more of a role in the forward line this year. I don't know if he'll evolve to be uh, an outright full forward slash centre-half forward, but um, but a uh, you know, third hit-up forward is certainly on the cards for him, and he's got great skills as well on on uh, on his um, in his kicking skills. So we've been able to see that and watch that with Jack Lukosius across half-back and the wing in the last couple of years. How well does he integrate into that forward line now? couple of highly rated youngsters as well, which we haven't seen too much of in the in the seniors, but Alex Davies and Ned Moyle are both in the team for the Suns, while for Geelong, the two probably unknown names in the side are Shannon Neal and Nick Stevens. They are the newer names to look out for for the Cats. They were both drafted two years ago, but haven't played a game yet. Uh, injuries over the weekend, so a little wrap-up of, uh, of, uh, of the unfortunate injuries from the Amy Community Series. Hunter Clark, Looks to be out for four weeks with a, an AC joint in the shoulder for the Saints, along with Jack Billings, who did a hamstring. Rory Lobb um, fell awkwardly on his side, so it's kind of a back-slash-ribs injury uh, for the Dockers. Nathan Wilson as well, a shoulder. Rory Laird is probably the big one, out for four to six weeks with a hand injury. Pat Lipinski um, with an ankle for the Pies. Nathan Kruger as well suffered a concussion. For Collingwoods, Nathan Murphy, an ankle injury. And then there were three for the Giants, Connor Stone, Harry Perryman, and Daniel Lloyd, uh, all with injuries. So that's sort of the uh, the injury report from the Amy Community Series, the main ones. And then there'll be a, uh, a possible suspension for Braden Maynard for high contact um, when he uh, when he 
whack someone over the back of the head during the Pies game against the GWS Giants. So that's uh, that's the, the wrap-up, I guess, just from players who were in and out uh, from the weekends. And as I said, one more game coming up later tonight, the Suns and the Cats. A couple of headlines from around the world. Uh, one that I um, that I think a lot of people would be inspired by was the story of Ukrainian tennis player Diana Yastremska, uh, who made the final of the Lyon event in France, and she's now going to donate her earnings from that tournament uh, to help support the people of Ukraine who are still there at the moment fighting in the war. Diana Yastremska, she made the final of the Lyon event. She lost to um, uh, Shuai Zhang in three sets. She was wearing the... Uh, players don't no- normally wear their national colours, but uh, Yastremska was wearing the the red and oh, pardon me, the red, the, the yellow and blue of Ukraine. She and her 15 year old sister spent two nights in Ukraine at the time, sheltering from missiles in an underground car park before effectively fleeing for France. I mean, Yastremska would have been travelling to France regardless because of the tournament, but I, I guess the sense of it all and, and the um, the environment means travelling became fleeing. Um, in the matter of a couple of days uh, once they were attacked. But she made the final, which is just incredible, to, to be under that much stress and duress and um, constantly having, the I guess, the war in the back of her mind to actually make the final and now to go and donate her winnings uh, to the people of Ukraine who, who need that support is uh, is such a great gesture, gesture from a 21-year-old in uh, Diana Astramska. So uh, well done to her. That's um, That's incredible. Um, so that's uh, that'll. I guess they'll expand on that a bit more now in uh, in a matter of minutes because the first serve is on the way. Brett Phillips will be with you in a couple of moments from uh, after the next break. He'll be with you for an hour, and then after that will be the Amy Community Series, the final game of the weekend. Gold Coast against the uh, Geelong Cats. Uh, get tonight's dinner sorted at your local Macca's drive-through. Grab one on the way home. You might be on the way home. Uh, from work to watch the footy tonight. So enjoy the match coming up. Dwayne Russell will be your commentator. But before that, Brett Phillips with the first serve. That's next here on SEN. I'll be back with you tomorrow. From the Macca's run, good night for now. Enjoy the footy. G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005.